Welcome to another exciting episode of Business Beyond Borders with the Luxembourg Mind. Today, we are at Amazon's European headquarters right here in Luxembourg. We will be talking to Jorrit van der Mullen, the VP of Amazon's EU stores. Jorrit has been with Amazon for over two decades, and he's also been with Amazon Luxembourg for the last 12 years, during which time Amazon has grown to become one of Luxembourg's largest employers. All of that aside, Jorrit is an incredible speaker, charming and charismatic. Come see for yourself. Hello, Jorrit. How are you? Not bad at all yourself. I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks since, for having me. Since I launched the podcast, I've had so many requests to have Amazon on here, so I'm delighted that you're here. Delighted that we're having this conversation. Thank you very much for coming on. It's my pleasure. I'm glad I can represent Amazon. Super. Since you joined Amazon in Luxembourg in 2011, we've witnessed a big increase in our uh, local presence to where today we are one of, our, one of the local largest employers. Yeah. Could you walk us through the path that, that we took to get here and maybe highlight some of the milestones along the way? Sure. Um, uh, you mentioned 2011 when, when, when I got here, but like in, um, so in 2011, um, there were already 300 employees. In fact, like just, just a little bit ago, uh, we have this we have this meeting, as you know, kind of what we call our all hands meeting, where we um, where we bring everybody together, and uh, we just celebrated our 20th year here in Luxembourg. So, um, I've been here for 12, but Amazon has been here for for, for 20. 20. You know, um, and I'd say like um, just in the time that I've been here, like I said, we started with 300. We were uh, we at that point we had moved from the Grun to Clausen. Um, we have been steadily kind of growing our footprint of people um, and have now kind of clustered ourselves here in a very kind of extensive campus in, in Kirchberg. So, um, and there's been a lot of great milestones kind of along the way. Um, I think you know I run our European retail business, our stores business, and we launched uh, Prime in, in Luxembourg, which is, which is fantastic. So now all the customers, all the people who live here um, can get you know one day service on you know yep. hundreds of thousands of items, which is which is awesome. Um, seeing that uh, seeing that come about, um, and then we've had a bunch of different milestones like along the way. Uh, you know, we just recently had our CEO out here visiting us. Um, as you said, I think we have you know over forty two hundred. I think we have about four thousand two hundred fifty employees in Luxembourg now, which, as you said, kind of make us. The like the the second largest yes. uh, employer in yes. in Luxembourg today. So, you know, slowly but surely, like we've we've really kind of increased our presence and our commitment to, to Luxembourg over that time period. It's been such an incredible journey. It's been it's been great. Yeah. I suppose these journeys don't. It's not always linear. There are going to be ups and downs. Can I yeah. ask you to talk to us about some of the obstacles that we might have faced and how you tackled them? Sure. Um, well, if you go back, like you know, you know, when you're smaller and when you're kind of establishing uh, yourselves, uh, and when your when your presence is smaller, just just attracting people to Luxembourg is um, and was kind of a, a challenge. Um, and you know, I think if you think about uh, attracting senior leaders, especially mm. to Luxembourg, mm. like which is what we spend a lot of our time doing, is you know, which we try to bring like 
high judgment, big leaders, um, which ultimately built big teams in Luxembourg and convincing them and their families to come uh, yeah. is sometimes difficult. Um, it was made a lot more difficult by the fact that um, up until recently, uh, Luxembourg didn't offer spousal visas, yes. um, which you know we uh, pushed for for many, many years. And I, I think it was in April last year. I'm not exactly sure, but like um, we've we finally crossed that hurdle, and Luxembourg yes. now supports spousal visas, which which has made it a lot easier. Yes. Um, um, but so that's one of the things, which is kind of a, a, attracting people. Um, uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about you know just. You asked about challenges, um, like we were kind of emerging from one of our biggest challenges we had with COVID-19, yes. you know, yes. and I just say, you know, I maybe talk about that on like two fronts. One is on our side, you know, once COVID hit, um, we mobilized pretty quickly as an we organization. Did. We yeah. put in a lot of safety measures um, to try to keep our employees safe because initially we were still all coming back to the office. And so we put in... Yeah you know, temperature screening and, and a variety of other things. And, and that was just here in Luxembourg, you know, yes. but like, as you think about all of the fulfillment centers that we had that had to keep operating, um, the number of safety measures we were able to put in like super quickly um, was, was really impressive. Um, and then we kind of closed down the offices and everybody moved home and accommodating that shift, you know, was another kind of, you know, massive challenge that we all went through. Um, and then I would say on the, on, the, on the other side, like if I think about the way that Luxembourg, you know, as a country responded to COVID, it was like, were you here during COVID? I was, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was super impressive. Like, Very impressive, yeah. You know, the testing that they put together um, and how rapidly they did it and how we, you know, we used to go to all our different places and, you know, sometimes True. you get a nose, sometimes True. you get a throat, you, they'd True. send you uh, something in the mail and so... You know, I think that was that was a, a big one, um, and then I just say, kind of overall at Amazon, like you know, if you have a career at Amazon, you have you know you know any number of challenges kind of throughout your career. I kind of always, I always talk about you know some of my personal ones where, you know, we sell it. We say you know, as you invent, you have to accept the fact that you're going to fail at times when you invent, um, and unless you're an organization that celebrates and accepts failure, um, you'll, you'll never be an organization that is uh, able to invent. And, and we do celebrate failure. And I've had like a couple, you know, pretty monstrous ones at Amazon <laughs> that I've been personally responsible for. And kind of the point that I've made to people is that we've learned and I've learned from those failures and in fact, I think that those failures and my ability to fail has helped my career, where in most cases, like, you know, in many companies, like, if you fail, like, that ends your career. It doesn't, like, promote your career. So, like, I've had any, I could bore you with a, any number of <laughs> details on that, too. I guess it also comes down to culture. We have a culture that does celebrate failure, that does yeah. help you use that as a learning pedestal to actually rise up and do better. Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing about failure is, like, if you fail at something and don't learn from it, then it's a true failure. Exactly, yeah. And so what we have a really good culture of is, you know, allowing people to fail, mm. learning from that, trying not to repeat the same failure again, but to continue to push and, and kind of, you know, through that you step change kind of everything you're doing. Um, and that's 
it's worked well for us kind of over the years. And I've seen this firsthand in my experiences. We are very, very willing to take risks in, 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 a, in a bit to have impact. Which is, have you which is failed good. yet? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. But, but, you know, I've, you'll know when you <laughs> fail, believe me. <laughs> I think I will. Um, you and made you some should. Make sure you do. <laughs> you made some very interesting points about the talent pool, which I'm going to put a pin on. We're going to come back to the okay. way we attract talent. Um, sure. About COVID, I think that was, that was, I think we did really, really well. I think, firstly, Luxembourg did really well in the way we responded, but I think Amazon yeah. really helped, you know, when it comes to deliveries, when it comes to Amazon Prime. Yeah. There are a lot of ways in yeah. which we, we help uh, make, this, make the situation better. It was it was a hard thing to balance. Like you know, you, you know, we um, we we had increased demand, and we had you know fewer and fewer employees in the actual fulfillment centers because we had social distancing, and so yeah. you had to become really efficient really quickly. Yeah. Um, all the while, with your very first priority of making sure that your employees stay safe. Um, but we were uh, we were yeah I was very proud of the way that um, both Luxembourg um, and Amazon kind of responded to that challenge for sure. We did well. Yeah, I'm going to try to double click on, on on the conversation we're having. Try to go into a daily routine for you. What's what's a typical day like in the year in the life of Yorit? <laughs> well, I can assure you that there is no typical day. Uh, you know, we kind of we have this saying at Amazon that um, you know it, it's day one and. And every day is, is day one, kind of as we think about, you know, the opportunities to, to help customers kind of um, ahead of us, um, you know, we're, we're so early kind of in our journey still, um, and we want to kind of foster that mindset of, 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 its, of its day one. Um, and because it's day one, there's no day that is the same as, as any other. But like, you know, I just say like, uh, in general, like this is the way my day goes. I, you know, I, I get up at six every morning. Um, I do about an hour, an hour and a half of exercise, some mm -hmm. form of exercise. I either, you know, kind of depending on the season, it's either running or or, or biking. Um, I get to work, you know, probably around nine. As soon as I enter the door um, until noon, I am on back to back to back you know, meetings or calls or, you know, other things mm. um, where my calendar is pretty darn packed. Uh, and then um, my assistant helps me by blocking out from 12 until 1 uh, for, for me, which means 15 minutes of that is spent kind of responding to those emails that I haven't responded to that I absolutely need to respond to. 24 minutes of it is um, a meditation that I do. Um, I know it's 24 minutes because it's, 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 it's timed. And yeah. I usually set an alarm for 27 because I fall asleep a lot of times. Um, so it's either a nap or a, a meditation. Um, and then I'm ready to go again at 1 o'clock. I have a coffee, and, uh, and then I go. And at about 3 o'clock, as, as you know, the U.S. wakes up. Yeah. And you basically start another day at, like, 3 o'clock. And so then... It's kind of up to me to manage like when my day ends. Like it could easily end at ten every day, but I try to kind of make sure I have some work-life harmony, okay. and okay. I usually close it down around seven. Okay. But okay. that's okay. that's a day in my life. That's that's that sounds very productive. Uh, it's pretty. It, it works for me. So I saw on your profile that you you mentioned that you're trying to be more mindful. Yeah. And I guess I guess the meditation yeah. helps in that direction. Yeah. Okay. It, it helps. It just helps me kind of. Uh, you know, check things. I also, 
you know, I get to work on my e-bike, and so I've had like you know, oh, fifteen okay. to twenty minute commute, okay. which allows okay. me to kind of clear my mind as well okay. from okay. clear my mind from work as I go home, spend time with the family, and you know, get ready for work as I'm I'm coming to work. But but um, yeah, it it works for me. Okay, I'm going to transition the conversation now into a little bit of your relationship with Luxembourg. Yeah, having lived here for twelve years, you've yeah. seen the country develop. Yeah, um, how has the experience been for you? How has your integration in Luxembourg been? And it's you know, I think I'm I'm one of like many of these expats who, um, you know, we came to we came to Luxembourg for a two year assignment, and we promised our kids it was only going to be two years. Um, and I've been here for 12 years now, uh, you know, and I don't have any intention of leaving. So on a personal front, it's been, it's been really good. You know, it's been really fantastic. Um, and then I would just say like, you know, like Luxembourg has changed a lot kind That's of over it. those yeah. 12 years. Like, you know, like we didn't have a tram. Now we have a, now we have a tram system, you know, and, and 10 years from now, that tram is gonna be even more yes. developed than it is today. Um, I, anybody I bring to, to Luxembourg, I always kind of show them close door, where when I got here in close door, that was farmland. Other than the yeah. PwC building, yeah. like everything else was, was farmland. Much, yeah. And then like, you know, maybe five years later, there were like 30 or 40 cranes that were there. And then, you know, now you have, you have close door. Um, and then I would just say like, if you look around and kind of just listen to, um, you know, if you just listen as you walk around kind of the the center of town on a weekend like it's so much more diverse today than it was 12 years ago and you just hear you hear so many different languages and you see so many different people um and they're not all tourists they actually they actually live here you know so it's like it's really become a lot more you know vibrant in in that way as well like do you see yourself 12 years from now in Luxembourg <laughs> it's a really good question it's one that my wife and I always ask ourselves but uh I just bought a house 12 years later, so that should tell you that we're, uh, we're, we're pretty committed, and, and I love it, so I'm, I'm pretty committed. Okay, that's great to hear. Yeah. We, we spoke about how Luxembourg has grown so rapidly. Yeah. What strengths do you think Luxembourg has, has demonstrated in these years, and, how, and what should we leverage to increase its viability as a hub for business to attract more talent, attract more investments? I think that you know, over the time, Luxembourg has been has been really responsive and and really kind of proactive in developing um, a kind of business centric community that is that is attractive to corporations to bring senior leaders and families and people in. And so, like one example I'd give you is that, you know, for many many years um, we struggled with finding place for the children of senior leaders, especially in schools in Luxembourg that were, you know, English speaking or, or international. Um, you know, when we got here, there was ISL in St. George and there were only a couple spots every year. Um, and there's been a very concerted effort to kind of increase that capacity, which is, which is a good thing. Um, there's been a lot of work done kind of on, on housing and, you know, making sure that it's, available and affordable. Um, and I think that, you know, again, just speaking about Luxembourg, like I remember when Prime Minister Vittel came to one of our all hands and spoke and he kind of talked about the journey of Luxembourg over time and how 
Um, they've reinvented themselves so many times. I, you know, I was listening to him and going, okay, it's so fascinating because it's just like, it's so much the way that we think too, you know, your ability to kind of cannibalize your existing business or think of new businesses and kind of think about like, what's going to be the reality years from now. And I feel like Luxembourg is, they've gone from farming to radio to now space. You said you were yeah. going to talk to the CEO of the, you know, space, space exploration, yeah. like, okay, crazy, you know? And so, so they've done a lot of really good things there. Now I'd say that there's, you know, there's still work to do. Um, and if, if I think about things going forward, um, you know, I, I mentioned housing and housing is kind of, you know, there's, it's a little bit double-edged, like, you know, there, there's, there's, there's more housing and it's available, um, you know, but we do still struggle with a lot of anecdotes of our people who are coming from abroad um, where there's bias of landlords um, and not wanting to rent to them, um, which is which is super problematic, mm. um, and that's got to be rooted out and, and fixed for sure. Um, and then I'd say that you know, in the spirit of working with the companies that are here, you know, Luxembourg also has a responsibility to make sure that they understand kind of what we need, mm. and sure. kind of that there's a reciprocal and do two-way kind of conversation, um, you know, because we have some very specific needs that we need represented and they, we, you know, I kind of rely on Luxembourg to kind of advocate for those in the forums where they can. Can we, can we go deeper into that? Because that's also my next question. I was gonna ask you no. what, are, what the path forward is for Amazon in Luxembourg and in the same vein of what you were saying, uh, what can Lux do to help Amazon grow more? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, I think that we're, we're pretty happy here. Um, um, but as you would expect, like, you know, we make business decisions. And so we are continually analyzing um, our options and our kind of our European footprint and where we want to kind of continue to invest and where we, um, where we think it would be best to invest. Um, you know, so far, like, as from 300 to 4,000, like, a lot of that, you know, has been here in Luxembourg. Um, but there's, there's a few things that are really important to us, like as we think about Europe kind of overall. One is, um, you know, we're very strong advocates of a single market. Mm. Yes. We think it makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, we work with over 275,000 small and medium enterprises. You know, these are small businesses that want to sell their goods kind of throughout Europe. Um, and until there's a single market, like it's really difficult for them, like, you know, to setting up different VAT IDs, um, setting up, you know, dealing with all the different kind of regulatory compliance on, you know, packaging and goods and sustainability yeah. is like really, really difficult. And so um, we're strong advocates of a single market. And then we're also really strong advocates of, you know, regulatory certainty sure. and a level playing field. And you know, there's been trends kind of in the opposite direction. So, you know, th these are two things and two areas like where I expect Luxembourg to advocate on our behalf as well. Um, like I said, in all of the different forums that, that, that they participate in because they're, they're critically important to us.
Okay, that's 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 a very nuanced answer. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to also talk about what Amazon's been doing for Luxembourg. Yeah. Amazon's been involved in a lot of grassroots level activities. Yeah. A lot of giving back. Can you walk us through some of these things that we've been doing and our motivations to do so? Sure. Um, well, we have like what we call affinity groups, um, you know, like Women's at Amazon or the Black Employee Network. And I think we have about 13 of them now that, that operate um, really in two ways. One is um, in a way to kind of help our existing employees come together um, and, and feel part of a group and be able to kind of share experiences and help us improve and get better. Um, and then to also reach out into the community for like-minded folks to kind of, you know, get perspectives from different companies. Like, um, I've been fairly involved in the, the Black Employee Network, and we kind of every year do a um, pretty big symposium. And, and the, to their credit, they were able to even do this kind of during COVID, uh, where they get um, different people together from different companies to talk about kind of shared vision, shared mm. needs, um, you know, shared experiences to kind of help not only Amazon, but the, you know, the different companies and the communities kind of improve in that way. And so, so they're very kind of active in, in that. Um, and I, I can't remember the specifics of it, but I know that we've, um, we've done a couple different things with the University of Luxembourg as well on kind of like, you know, engineering programs and, okay. and, and AWS efforts and, okay. Um, and so, like, you know, why do we do it? Well, like, a, a lot of it is, you know, we, we definitely feel like, you know, with our scale, you know, bring, you know, we brings kind of social responsibility. And so it's our, it's our responsibility to do some of this. But, um, you know, more so, it creates a better environment for our employees and kind of, I think, for the community kind of in general. And if we can kind of help foster that a little bit, it makes... Luxembourg more attractive, it makes Amazon more attractive, it helps retain the employees, it helps attract employees. Um, so there's, there's a lot of goodness that kind of comes out of it. That is so cool. I feel like in our efforts, what we have also done is we've brought in so many high caliber, such high caliber talent to Luxembourg. And yeah. it's, it's created a multiplier effect of sorts because a lot of really top talent comes in here, then they go work for other companies and yeah. it just helps the country grow as a whole. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's I, think, I, think, I think that's really happened. It's kind of like what I said, you know, one of the things like, that has really changed kind of over the 12 years that I've been here is like that international community has really kind of yeah. grown. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, once it starts to grow, it kind of snowballs on itself. And so I think we're setting this, the groundwork for lots of goodness there. And I think Amazon's played a significant part in helping that transition. I think so. I, I hope so. Cool. I'm now going to move us to the fun segment, the rapid fire round. The rapid fire round, okay. I'm going to present you with a couple of options and I'm okay. going to ask you to pick one at the spur of the moment, just based on what you No right doing. answer. No right answer. Okay. No wrong answer. Great. <laughs> All right. You've been here for 12 years. Yeah. What would you prefer, living in the vibrant city or living in a city in calm village? Um, are we saying the vibrant city of Luxembourg or the vibrant uh, yeah, the city center? Yeah, I'm, I live in city center. I just bought a house in city center. I'm pretty happy in city center. Okay, fantastic. Our offices, we had we had a pretty significant presence in Clausen, and yeah. now we have a vibrant presence in Kirchberg. Yeah, Clausen versus Kirchberg. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to have to go with Kirchberg um, because that's where my people are now. 
um, and I want to be by my people. Um, but Clausen was really fantastic, you know, and, you know, I used to walk through the work through the Petrus every day and yeah. like you'd see yeah. all these beautiful, like it was just a beautiful setting and a beautiful scenery. Course, and yeah. um, so Clausen was also good, but now um, it wasn't big enough for us to kind of yeah. set up our campus. And yeah. so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Kirschberg. Great. Um, I'm going to put you in a hypothetical situation. Now. Yeah. You're stuck on an island with just one internet enabled device, Alexa or Kindle? Yeah. I'm old school. I'm going Kindle. Okay. Yeah, we read a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, you have worked a bit in Seattle. You've yeah. lived in Luxembourg for a while, and presumably you also travel to yeah. Seattle quite often. Yeah. Cities. Seattle versus Luxembourg. <laughs> okay. That's like choosing your children. Um, I'm gonna, um, we're making our future here in Luxembourg, um, but I've got a lot of passion for Seattle. But I'm going to say Luxembourg. Excellent. We're happy to hear that. <laughs> um, I'm going to move now to Amazon Prime Video Originals. I don't know if you watch the shows. Rings of Power versus Wheel of Time. I'm probably one of the few people. My kids have watched it. I haven't watched it. Um, so I, I'm not going to choose one of those, but I will recommend you to watch Fleabag. Someone Fantastic. also recommended it to me just last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's super good. It's good. super good. I have a third on super my Super entertaining. List. Yeah. Cool. Last question for the rapid fire round, and I'm going to put you in a bit of a spot here. Yeah. You, I know you went to Harvard for your MBA, yeah. and having lived in Luxembourg for the last 12 years, you probably worked with some NCAD MBA. So I'm going to ask you, who do you prefer working with, a Harvard MBA or NCAD MBA? And just to put you on a bit of a spot, I'm going to also give you a disclaimer. I went to NCAD. You went to NCAD. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that um, in the course of my 12 years here and 20 years at Amazon, um, I have never asked or never known what MBA program anybody had, and I didn't really care. So I think that um, I'd be happy to work with you. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. This brings us to our final segment. It's yeah. my favorite segment. It's the advice segment. Oh. We're going to go back to what we spoke about earlier about um, the talent pool here. Yeah. Amazon has done a very, very good job of bringing top talent here. And I can, and I've seen this myself, the colleagues that I work with. You're have, an example of it. What are you talking um, <laughs> about? Like, <laughs> Thank you. The colleagues that I have, they, they have such a high desire to have an impact. They have a yeah. bias for action. What advice would you give other firms looking to attract top talent here? How has Amazon done such a good job? You know, I'll tell you, um, Far be it for me to give advice, but I'll tell you, you know, what we, what we talk about a lot of times with, with top talent is, um, you know, a lot of it is we're selling the opportunity that we, that we have. And so from, from our European headquarters, um, we have very big, very strategic roles that span not Luxembourg only, but kind of all of the rest of Europe. Mm. Um, and Luxembourg is a pretty fantastic place in, in order to do that from not only just because it's just so centrally located, but it's, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's set up to do that well. Um, and then we spend a lot of time just talking about Luxembourg kind of in general. Mm. Um, and, and like I said, you know, I've been here through many stages of my life. You know, we came when our kids were young yep. um, and, you know, they ended up growing up here. Um, and it's, uh, you know, so if you have senior leaders, um, a lot of times they have families as well. Um, and so uh, talking about kind of Luxembourg from a you know, family standpoint and the things that there are to do is, yeah. is fantastic. Um, I'm very outdoorsy, as, as I mentioned, kind of with my biking and running and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like I could go on for hours about how fantastic Luxembourg yeah. is there. 
Um, and then I'd say, you know, for the size of the city, like it, it has really grown up a lot in terms of like cultural activities. Yes. Like there's, yes. there's a lot of amazing programs and shows and things that, that come through Luxembourg. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd say, you know, our restaurant scene kind of has, has gone up massively yes. over yes. the last 12 years. That's been really effective for us, for um, especially the more senior, the leader. That's fantastic to hear. Yeah. Can I ask you for a 30-second elevator pitch for international talent that's trying to you know, look for their next move? How would you, what sales pitch would you, would you make to them? Well, I talk, you know, I'd spend a lot of time talking about the opportunity here at Amazon, um, and then I'd, uh, I'd kind of very quickly go through a number of those things that I just mentioned. They're all very, very good selling yeah. points and highlight what makes Luxembourg yeah. so attractive. Yeah. Yara, this has been a pleasure. Um, such a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so I much. Thank you so much. Thanks for making the time. Thank you.